Hi. Hi. We've known each other a very long time. <laughs> and it's always great to see you. Nice to see you. So I know this story, but I wanted you to share it with others. Uh, tell me about the beginning of cooking and culinary for you. Actually, there was the beginning of cooking for me. <laughs> you know the story about how picky of an eating eater I was, right? That I grew up only wanting to eat like corn, peas, and tomatoes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so number one, I was a picky eater. And uh, uh, my mom wanted me to be a doctor. And I said, Mom, I can't handle blood. So I think of her every time I'm butchering and covered in blood. You know, uh, so being a picky eater, being covered in blood all the time, uh, that wasn't a good thing. But actually, I started off as a dishwasher. I became a busboy. I became a waiter. I became a host. I became everything in the restaurant in the front of the house. Even became a restaurant manager before I could flip an egg. And so one day, somebody from Kapiolani Community College came and said, do you see that cook behind the line there? He says, uh, because he had asked me what, what I wanted to be. I said, food and beverage manager. So you see that cook behind the line? He can run circles around you because you know nothing about food. You know a lot about the front of the house, but you know nothing about food. So I recommend you go back to school and learn the cooking part mm. if you want to be a good food and beverage manager. And so I enrolled in food service management at Kapilani Community College back at when it was on Pensacola Street. My first class was called Code Food Pantry and Baking. I was making, well first of all, besides being a picky eater, I'm telling you honestly the truth when I say I thought bread came out of a package and salad dressing came out of a bottle. You know the tropics French dressing? Mm -hmm. Okay. I never knew you could you could you could uh, make these things from scratch. So today, if you was to ask someone, a small uh, elementary school student, where this chicken come from, you might get an answer that says, "Oh, food land." I was that kid. I didn't know where food came from. I was very sheltered food wise, and now in my I'm in my first class baking pies, making cakes making salad dressings from scratch. It was a whole new world. You know, even when I was a restaurant manager, we bought stuff. I never knew you could make all of this stuff. And so the purpose was to get into cooking to become a better food and beverage manager. Wow. The thing is, I got turned on so, so much that I just kept going from one job to the next to the next kind of like uh, bettering my education in the kitchen and I loved it so much I never left. Still in the kitchen. When did you realize that you had a knack for creating delicious food? I don't know, you never think like that. I don't think like that. You make something and you, you hope people like it, right? But you don't make something in the beginning that says, oh, you're gonna love this, this is great, right? In fact, when you, when you make something, and first it's your family and friends, mm -hmm. and they go like, wow, this is so awesome, right? And you see their face when they take the first bite. Uh, then I know I'm onto something, right? 
but you never say, hey, hey you're gonna love this. This is gonna be amazing. <laughs> no, you want them to say that on their own. <laughs> yeah? Tell me how your mom influenced you in your life and your career. Well, my mom had the courage to take my sister and I from Japan to pursue that American dream and move to Hawaii when I was five years old. And she, she left Japan without, without her then husband, my father, and just took me and my sister. And we lived uh, up on uh, Lilia Street with uh, his parents, my grandparents. Your sister, Bev. Yeah. My mom is a good cook. My Chinese grandfather was a good cook. And so, one of the, the things that I teach in the restaurant is if I reduce cooking down to its most simplest thing, it's seasoning, how much salt you put in your food. I would have to say that my grandfather and my mom, what seasoning they put on their food, you didn't need salt or soy sauce on the table. That I got that from them. Because everyone has a salt tolerance level mm -hmm. and everyone has their preference for how much salt or how much seasoning. Does that make sense? Yeah. And uh, my mom doesn't cook by recipe. So when I watch her cook, it's all by feel. Oh. I try to get the recipe written down, but I, sometimes it's really hard because she just throws everything inside there. What's your favorite thing to eat in the world? Anything? In general? Yeah. Like, it's your go-to comfort food, the one thing you can't live without, or I don't know. <laughs> uh, I travel a lot, so when I come back, I, I, I have a craving for noodles and some kind of soup. Mm. Or the most simplest thing would be hot, hot rice with a raw egg cracked on top of that. So Japanese call it tamago kake gohan. Mm. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> but then you already knew that already. <laughs> I didn't know about the food thing. Really? I knew it was something simple. Like I thought you were going to say like miso soup and rice or something. But oh, but you heard the vegetable one. Yeah. So you heard the one where I put them in my pocket. No. No. I don't remember. It's been like 20 years. <laughs> I used to work. In, <laughs> in the fourth grade, we moved to Kipapa Elementary. And it was the kind of school where you had to go walk to the cafeteria, bring your tray back to your room. When you finish eating your lunch, you had to show the teacher your plate to make sure that you ate your vegetables. And then you cleaned up. So never before had I had that. So I could get away with not eating vegetables until the fourth grade. Okay. Miss Fujikami. <laughs> and so the first day I went to, to class, to, to that school, pickled beets. So you could not get me to eat that, not even a thank you bite, because I would gag and I would throw up. That's how bad I was. Okay. So I said, okay, pickled beets, I guess I'm in trouble now. Because I was explaining that the teacher wants you to eat your vegetables, right? And so I said to the teacher when she saw my plate, I'm allergic to beets. And she probably knew I was lying. But she let me go the first day. So I go home and think, okay, this is a problem now. Okay. So second day, 
you get that real watery coleslaw. That went in my milk carton. You hit it. I hit it. Gotcha. Okay. So the mushy broccoli. Oh, that, that horrible cream spinach. It's not green anymore. It's brown, right? So it all went there. Then... She lifted up my milk carton. So I got busted. <gasps> okay? So then, okay. After that, I had to put them in my pocket. That is so gross. <laughs> so, you would have thinking, well, if I was smart enough, I would have had the wax paper sandwich bag. Then they have saran wrap yet. Mm. Then they have the Ziploc bag for sure. Right? Oh no! The same thing, the pickle beets, the cream spinach, the bushy broccoli, all went in my pocket. So we had recess after lunch every day. And we were playing ball, German dodgeball, whatever it is. I would always have the wet patch right here. That's and three, three o'clock every afternoon, my mom would wash clothes. And depending on what the vegetable was, you could hear her scream a little bit when it had the cream spinach all, all matted <laughs> in my pocket and what have you, yeah? <coughs> So more so, she doesn't realize, she didn't think that I was going to make it in the, in the business. You're awesome. <laughs> I love this guy. Aloha. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if someone's waiting for you. Eat your vegetables. <laughs>